Welcome to Alter You Comics Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Laura. And I'm Jared. And we're back from vacation. Yay. Whoa. Did you miss us? Hopefully listeners had a vacation for spring break because, yeah, that's what happened. Everyone deserves a, a vacation. And a spring break even. That's almost what I said. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so, welcome back everybody. We're happy to be back. We're happy to fill your time with our words and fill our time with our words also, and I, I lost where I was going to go with that one. So We're off to a great start. We're, off to a we're great glad start, you're yeah. back. Uh, so, speaking of being back, we have categories or something we're going to talk about, because that's what we do. We talk about things in a podcast. Who knew? Podcasts involve talking. It's rough. Yeah. Sometimes it's rough. Sometimes it's more rough than others. But this time, uh, we will be talking about um, comic books that may be a good jumping on point if you're into some of the famous comic book movies or tv shows or stuff that even may be coming out soon that isn't even out yet you can get a jump head start head start on and yeah it's a pretty wide open category this is a uh, topic that was suggested to us by one of our listeners um so yeah we're trying to do our best to fulfill that short of hey just come to the store and we'll give you more stuff also that we can talk, you can read but that's always a choice but that is always a choice yes um, so who would like to go first with a book that will be a good inspiration for a TV show or movie or some other media that they may have heard of? I'll go first. All right. Uh, first one on my list was Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Um, I didn't read the comic before I watched the show and I just love the show. It was really good. Um, so I picked up the comic and it's written by Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance. Um, <clears throat> it's about... A bunch of super-powered infants who were born born uh, by women who showed no signs of pregnancy, and a character called Sir Reginald Hargrave Hargreaves adopted seven of them. And there was Space Boy, the Kraken, the Rumor, Seance, uh, Number Five, the Horror, and the White Violin. And as the family grew, they disbanded and all went their separate ways. And uh, Sir Reginald's death actually brought them back together to uh, face a new threat. Um, <clears throat> I The comic book, book was very comic bookish, you know, like they called them by their code name Space Boy. In the show, they called them Luther. They brought it more down to earth. They humanized them. Yeah, they humanized it quite a bit. Uh, the show is fantastic. And if you want to see read something similar to, well, it is a lot of the same story, but, uh, you know, they put their own twist on it and everything. Both hold up individually just as good as the other. So. Yeah, I haven't actually read the books yet, but I did watch the show on Netflix. It was, like, I, it was weird. I watched the first episode, then I just like, ah, it was okay. I stopped watching watch other shows. Then 2020 happened, and I just needed shows to watch. So I was like, well, shoot, here's a whole two seasons that's out. So I watched the whole series and like, all right, cool, I'm in. Yeah, I think their uh, second season was better than their first, but their first stood by itself really well. I don't know. The sec for me, the second season was different, which is very similar to the comic books also, where the first one takes place in the modern time, mm -hmm. the, where they're trying to stop the end of the world happening. In the second volume and the second season, they go back to the 60s, I want to say. Yeah, around JFK's assassination. Yeah. So the so, second volume, I think, is called Dallas, right. so it's set around there. Obviously. So, yeah, so. like that one, for me, that was different, but not bad. Yeah. And then the next season and volume three of the book 
will take place back into the modern timeline also. Yeah, I didn't, I, you know, I think I had tried the comic years ago, but I wasn't a big fan of the art. It's a it's very unique very, style. I don't want to say abstract. It's not really abstract, but it's... It's cartoony. Yeah, it's very cartoony and everything, and I just wasn't a fan of it, but after watching the show, I went back to it, and it really didn't bother me at that point, and the story is just phenomenal. It's there really go. good. So that is The Umbrella Academy. Uh, TV show on Netflix and comic book series that you can buy at Alter Ego Comics. Yep. In stock. In stock now. Uh, Laura, would you like to go next or would you like me to go next? I'll give it a shot. I looked into, after we watched WandaVision, which is a... Disney Plus show. Disney Plus show. I was going to say the wrong service. Good thing you caught me. Um, There's a series called Vision Volume 1, Little Worse Than a Man from 2016. It's a little older. I felt bad that most everything I found was 2016 or older, um, but at least it is still in stock. I, I will try harder next time to find things that are more current, but it's hard to find things that fit our criteria and are, like, brand new. Well, and that's the, the joy of, the. this is like the new, this is like a golden era of superhero TV shows and movies. Like, they can take, you know, 80 years of history, like, oh, here's something that's super old, doesn't matter, we'll put it in brand new today. Yeah, because one thing I was looking into, the the comics were from the 80s, but it's a movie that came out just before the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of cool that they were able to, to bring that up. But anyways, getting back to Vision Volume 1, um, I thought it was interesting that this almost seems like... Sorry, I'm going to try not to spoil too much. But you know how in WandaVision, Wanda was kind of... The driving force. She was the reason that they went to the small town and started a family and did all this stuff. And in this series, Vision is the one who's like, oh, I want to settle down. I want to have a family. I want to be normal. And so he ends up creating synthesoids. I think that's what they call them. Yeah, synthesoids, Virginia, Vin, and Viv. And it turns out Virginia is based off Wanda again. Like it's her memory pattern put into this synthesoid. And they moved to Fairfax, Virginia, which I also thought, I wonder if he was just like, let's get as many V's into this as possible. And they even had Sparky the dog in this series compared to the the WandaVision show. And another parallel was Agatha Harkness is there. Um, and again, the family, they all have powers because in this case, they all have Vision's powers. Whereas in the WandaVision, they all seem to have Wanda's psychic abilities and magic and stuff or a variation thereof and so in this instance they are all androids so they have that extra power i'm not sure if they actually tried to disguise themselves too or if they no they they were full vision looking they didn't hide themselves because i believe they the kids got made fun of in school for that even okay yeah i mean i didn't actually read this but now reading back on it i wish i had and i'll probably will go to the comic shop and try to find it and buy it if, if it's on the shelf i think you said you we'll, could at least order well, we will definitely try to get it in stock as soon as possible yay but yeah so vision volume one little worse than a man 2016 and one good thing with that one is uh in the current comic books even viv vision is still around of the whole family and she's running around as the champion with the champions and doing their thing and it's like a really cool character like a teenage female version of the vision is still running around doing stuff yeah i forgot to mention that but i did think of that earlier promise all right uh next up will be mine my first one which is ms marvel no normal 
This is the new slash current Ms. Marvel that is in the comic book series. Um, that was not in the cinematic universe at all yet. Um, where Kamala Khan gets, is an inhuman that is a Muslim American that turns into Ms. Marvel. The long story short is she was a fan of Carol Danvers when she was Ms. Marvel. Carol took over as Captain Marvel. So she's like, you know what? I'm still a fan. So I'm going to be Ms. Marvel. So na 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 na. Um, I don't think she quite said that to her. But. Not quite, but <laughs> uh, I think she pretty much made fun of people that were making fun of her. Like, oh, well, you're just copying her. Like, well, I'm my own. doesn't matter. But anyway, um, this is a series that will be coming out on Disney Plus, I believe, later this year or beginning of next year. And it follows, like I said, Kamala Khan, which I like to equate to like a young, new Peter Parker. It's the teenage superhero that is struggling with the being picked on in, in life. Peter Parker was a nerd. Kamala is Muslim American. We all know how that goes. And it's, she's balancing her life with her superhero life. And it's definitely one of the best characters that Disney Marvel, more so Marvel has come up with in the last 10 years. It's definitely one of my favorite new characters. So yeah, that is Ms. Marvel Node Normal by, oh, I forget the last name of the writer is Wilson. I should have looked that up earlier. Uh, G. Willow Wilson. And artist is Adrian Alfona. So check out Ms. Marvel Volume 1, No Normal, soon to be a Disney Plus TV series. Sorry to tail in on that, too. One thing I loved about Ms. Marvel is all the, like, Easter eggs. There's a lot of little references. If you look at all the art, there will be, like, cereal boxes that are advertising... I forget what it was. There, there's a lot of Simpsons references, or what I get out of and it. Biggin. Yeah, a noble spirit embiggens the smallest mind. And when she go, grows giant, she embiggens. All right, Jared, what's next on your list? All right, the next one on my list was uh, Red, <clears throat> which stands for Retired Extremely Dangerous. It's about a retired CIA agent, CIA agent who's just kind of living his life being retired, and the a new CIA director orders his assassination uh because he's afraid of the public learning about uh, the CIA agents' <coughs> activities and everything. So uh, the character is basically just going on a rampage, killing all the CIA agents, trying to kill him, and ends up uh, confronting the uh, new CIA director and uh, kills him, pretty much. But uh, the movie, I read again, I watched the movie before I read the book. The movie I really liked it has bruce willis carl urban morgan freeman helen mirren a bunch of just a-list cast members and the movie was fantastic so but the comic red is available on trade um i don't know if there was ever a sequel actually i don't think so i think it was, I think it was standalone and everything i think I'm, i could be mistaken but yeah i'm pretty not sure, sure about that but yeah that one i loved it it was really good both movie and story uh, comic they were great all right and the movie had a sequel that was really good too <laughs> there you go red two redder yes <laughs> <laughs> all right laura what's next up for you um the next one i looked into after we watched the movie logan when that was 2017 ish 17-ish yeah. sounds about right um one of the characters from that is laura kinney and in the comic books she's actually referred to as x23 and the comic series that's a good jumping on point after you've watched Logan 
or or before at any point you can read these books um x23 the complete collection also from 2016 um it's not her origin story but it's on the internet they said it's a really good jumping on point and it explains a lot of her character and gets you going on that um it starts out because she's having some nightmares and they involve Wolverine and she's not getting along so great with the other students at her school and so Gambit's like why don't we get you out of here and go kind of explore and see what we can find out about why you're having these nightmares while this stuff's going on and in the the series there are at least six main issues all together in this book and a few other backstories collected and she ends up talking to Jubilee because I guess they mentioned how Wolverine took to Jubilee so fast and like took her under his wing and all this and everyone's like why didn't you do that with X-23 like she's some people say that she's his daughter some people say she's the clone I think she actually is the clone I forget if that's always uh, true in every iteration it was so slight spoiler alert within the last year or two it has been revealed that she is in fact the daughter of wolverine okay. and then the other clones that are around now are actually clones of her still okay yeah so at this point she might still be thought of as a clone yes uh, like during that, perceptions yeah. are different during that timeline she was for all intents and purposes a clone of wolverine okay but that was a discussion in one of the issues was that Wolverine treated Jubilee almost more like a daughter and uh, took her under his wing more than X-23, who was more like his daughter or more more similar to him in more ways. And so she ends up having that connection with Jubilee over why, why does it work for you and not for me and talking that over. I'm also really excited there was a crossover with Spider-Man too, so I got to get this issue and figure it out myself. And they discuss the uni power that converts people into Captain Universe. And I thought that was also timely because right now um, in the King and Black issues, they're dealing with that Enigma Force and the uni power and Captain Universe. So everything all ties together eventually, people. So go out there and read your comics. All right. Uh, next up for me is The Incredible Hulk, specifically Planet Hulk, written by Greg Pack. And I would say the artist, but there's like four of them, so... Uh, just sorry guys, but there's so many people that it is what it is. Um, I chose this one because it is for all intents and purposes, it is Thor Ragnarok, but, uh, for some legal reason, well, for several legal reasons, Disney Marvel cannot publish a Hulk titled movie. They can have Hulk in movies, but they can't name it Hulk because someone else owns the rights to the Hulk series or title. Um, so what they did was... In Thor Ragnarok, you know, Thor gets thrown into this other world where all of a sudden there's Hulk there as a gladiator and, like, don't know what's going on or everything. Uh, basically, Planet Hulk, the book, explains all of that, where the Avengers basically said, um, sorry, Banner, Hulk, you're kind of more harm than good, so we will send you off on this peaceful planet where you can be finally left alone. There's no real sentient life there, but there's enough food and water, you'll be fine to live there forever. And, of course, the spaceship gets knocked off course, lands on this planet, I believe it's called Sakaar, and he becomes a gladiator and then works his way through the gladiatorial ring of becoming free and everything, so that's what that is. 
And if you remember the movie where uh, Hulk had like this armor and this battle axe and everything, like, oh, that that seems really out of place other than just the gladiator wise. This goes in a lot further detail of that and the whole everything in that. I would say this is possibly the best Hulk story of all time. Uh, it's at least the best uh, self-contained story, in my opinion, where it's Hulk being his hulkiness, uh, full Hulk strength, where he doesn't really care about collateral damage because he's basically a slave for entertainment to kill stuff. And then, of course, he decides he wants more in his life than just gladiatorial combat. He wants to have some free will. But, yeah, that is Planet Hulk um, by Greg Pak. It is one giant volume that's all collected all together, and it runs $34.99. If you like it, there's a follow-up called uh, World War Hulk that follows up immediately after this where Hulk comes back to Earth. So, yeah, Planet Hulk. Jared, what is the last thing on your list? The last one on my list was uh, The Crow, uh, which I did not know was a comic before I saw the movie again. So, um this one was about a character named Eric and his fiance Shelly, and they are uh, their car breaks down in the comic, and a gang of street thugs pretty much, you know, shoots Eric in the head, and before he dies, uh, he sees his girlfriend Shelly savagely beaten, um, other things, and murdered, and. They are basically left for dead on the road. Uh, he's passed. He actually died at the hospital. I think she was dead, you know, before they got to the hospital. But uh, he's resurrected by a crow, and he basically seeks vengeance on the murderers. And he just goes through killing them one by one. Uh, the movie was a lot of the uh, same story, just different scenarios. They're not in a uh, broken down car. They're in their apartment, and Eric is thrown from like the tower or the tall part of the building and crashes to the ground so i really loved the movie and i thought the comic was a great follow-up to watching the movie it added a lot more to a story i thought now is that on an anniversary or anything i feel like there's been a lot more crow and comic hub and advertised for previews I lately think they're rebooting it okay. uh, last i heard why. there was talks about jason momoa starring in it but i don't know mm-hmm. if any of it's valid if you know that's basically word of mouth you know i never really researched it to see if it's true or anything like that but yeah i'm not sure i know we have the crow action figures we keep getting those in they keep selling out yeah so. yep but uh you know in the movie it was uh brandon lee and that was his like big breakout starring role and he was actually killed on set mm-hmm. so one of the blank rounds fired a piece of fragment and hit him and it, it killed him so added a little bit of mystique behind the movie, I think, and maybe a little bit wider press because it was uh, more of an underground movie. Like, I don't remember it being very widely marketed or anything like that. And Or maybe I just wasn't paying attention and younger. Definitely feels like a cult classic. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. Right. So I love the movie, and the comic is just as good. So, All right. Laura, what is next on your list? Actually, I kind of petered out. So I could do some like honorable mentions sure. or, okay. Um, one thing I started to look into after we watched New Mutants, I think that was early 2020, maybe late 2019. That was middle of 2020, actually. That was when was uh, theaters opened briefly, it came out, and then they shut down again. 
Oh, okay. I knew we saw it, and I thought it was in the theater. Yeah, it was. Because yeah, so, I remember okay. us wearing masks to go see it. Okay. I'm glad you remember these things. I remembered some of it. But apparently a, a good jumping on point from that movie would be to go find the New Mutants epic collection, The Demon Bear Saga, follows um, Danny... Oh, Moonstar, but, I think. Moonstar, yeah. Danny Moonstar. And let's see, another one that popped up was I was thinking about how the new series on Disney Plus for Sam Wilson and Bucky Falcon, Barnes. Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's it. Um, so I looked up Captain America White number one. Um, that was from the, the color series where they also had like Spider-Man Blue, Hulk Gray, Daredevil Yellow. And those were all kind of simple stories where it was sort of a told in a previous narration kind of thing by the person almost talking to a loved one like Spider-Man was talking to Gwen Stacy and I'm not sure exactly who Captain America speaks to in his issue but he recounts how he and Bucky were kind of like siblings almost like brothers from another mother in in the beginning of the war at this and it also talks about the Howling Commandos I think I thought I had one other one I'm not finding it in my tabs. Nope, sorry. I thought I had Shazam or something. So all y'all need to look up for yourself some other jumping on points for Shazam. Because I know there was one, but I lost it. All right. I'll jump in <laughs> uh, for my final main one, which is Invincible, written by Robert Kirkman. Known for writing Walking Dead and the original Marvel Zombies. And this is his foray into the superhero world. Where this is also a series currently on Amazon Prime. I believe there's only four episodes out as of recording this. There should be a fifth one tomorrow when this is published. Well, it's published late tonight, early tomorrow. Depends on when you get to it. Anyway, this follows a kid called, um, oh, his last name is Grayson, which always throws me off of Dick Grayson, but it's not him. But anyway, his he takes the superhero role of Invincible, where he gets, he, the first issue gets his powers, and his dad's a super, is an alien superhero, very similar to Superman, that comes to Earth and is like in charge of guarding the planet. And this is his going through the ranks of learning to be a superhero. Should he join a team? Should he do solo? What's going on? And balancing his teenage life and everything like that. So this first volume is more or less covered in the first episode of this TV show. <laughs> um, they definitely added stuff and tweak stuff from the series that I haven't seen yet. I'll be honest, I've only read volume one because that's all we have in the store right now. I'm tempted to get more and see where it goes, but the show is a hard R. This is definitely like a, this is a team plus, so probably, you know, 14, 15, but the show is definitely a violence, gore, oh, swearing, yeah. hard R. Very brutal. Um, this first volume, nowhere near that level of brutality. So I definitely think they're like, all right, well, Screw it. Let's do what we can and make it an adult cartoon or whatever. And they did. Um, they really did. Piqued my interest. Blood, guts, gore, swearing, anything and everything. Um, but the book is a lot more tame compared to that. But it's... So it, far. So far, yes. This <laughs> first volume, I can say, is a lot more tame than the show. But it definitely is interesting to see what the original idea was versus before it got tweaked. It seems like that happens with Kirkman stuff a lot. Um, at least with Walking Dead, it was 
hey, here's this, and the show, I will just stretch it all out. Oh, it stretched out so much. Versus <laughs> the books for Invincible, they have this, like, all right, let's compress all that into, like, the first ten minutes of the show. Yeah. And the show goes zero to 60 a lot faster than the books do. So it's inverse of what they do with The Walking Dead. Um, yeah, it's Invincible. You should check it out if you like independent stuff and, like, learning the hero's journey from a non-Marvel DC character and interesting to see where it goes. Uh, any other honorable mentions real quick before we move on to this week's stuff? I was just going to touch base. I've got a few honorable mentions, but uh, just touching on The Walking Dead, they're, that's probably one of the greatest zombie stories ever written, the comic. The show, I thought, did a fairly good job. I wasn't a huge fan of the show. Like the very first, I was so excited for the show, but... Like the first episode, we're like 25 minutes in, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, they wrap this up in three pages in the comic. Right. Like, let's let's move it along a little bit. You know, it just it just felt like a drug. I feel like Invincible, but, they, they took that like, oh, we see that, we'll do yeah. not, we'll not do that. We'll we'll ramp it up and increase yeah. it. But the, the the show got so much better. Um, Sophie's story arc, where they were looking for Sophie in The Walking Dead, the show. Yep. Uh, that was brilliantly told. They did such a good job with that, and I was just huge fan of the show at that point um for this is a side tangent if anybody has or was watching the show but has stopped watching watch last week's episode is this season finale it is the origin story of negan check it out you don't have to watch anything else before or after that if you've gotten to the point where there's negan watch this and you'll see his origin it's really good and uh the actor that plays negan um, I'm trying to Jeffrey them. Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. His wife play or his wife is his wife in the show. Also, he plays Lucille, his wife. So it's cool to see them actually. You can tell, definitely tell they have chemistry together because they're actually married too. So definitely check that out. That's pretty cool. So a uh, couple more on my list was uh, Men in Black. I did not know for the longest time that this was a comic book before Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones took up the suits in the Ditto. memory flashlight thingies. Um, never read the comic, so I'm not going to go into detail on these that I just want to list some of the movies that I really liked that were comic books, but I haven't actually read the comic book. Um, the old guard, the Netflix show that came out in 2020 during COVID. Uh, it was a Netflix movie and the the book is great too. Yeah. Uh, I haven't read the book. That's actually on my, like one of the top on my list to try to pick up uh, here pretty soon. It's really good. Uh, Cowboys and Aliens. I, uh, it's a fun movie. It, I you if you can't if you don't take it seriously, I really liked it. As long as you get past James Bond killing aliens, you're yeah. good. Yep, and it had Harrison Ford. In and it. Harrison Ford. So Han Solo and James Bond killing aliens. There you go. There's that's the premise you need. So yeah, I don't see why you have to get past that. That's that's the draw. <laughs> that's yeah. the selling point for that movie. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It didn't get greatest ratings and stuff like that. It was all right. So, but yeah, um, I wanted to touch base on DC's animated movies also that they've done. I really like their animated movies. Uh, Death of Superman, The Reign of Superman, uh, Superman and Batman Apocalypse, which was their introduction of Supergirl or the more modern Supergirl. Uh, They did uh, Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox, Justice League War, and uh, Teen Titans, The Judas Contract, those are some of my favorite ones that are truly based off of comics. Like, they did uh, one here recently that I thought was really good was Justice League Dark. Is it Dark Side War? Possibly. Uh, I lost my train of thought and I didn't write that Either one Either way, DC, for all intents and purposes, let's be honest, their live-action movies, usually less than desirable. Their animated movies are Top phenomenal. Notch. Like, 
even the most diehard fans like, oh, yeah, the live action was okay, but those animated ones are phenomenal. Yeah. Because they're identical shot-for-shot animations yep. of the comic books. Yep. Another one of my favorites was uh, The Red Hood. Under the Red Hood. Yep. So that was really good. Killing Joke was good, except for the part they yeah. added the whole sex scene with Barbara. That was yeah, weird. Yeah, that was weird. That was yeah. weird and unnecessary. They should have left it. But the comic, I think if just the adaptation. It was a 20-minute movie. Exactly. It would have been a uh, DC short. Yeah. So. It's still yeah. low. It was still weird, though. Yeah. So DC's animated movies, uh, those, I love them. Keep going. Um, some other quick picks that I had. Uh, I've mentioned Young Avengers in the past. There's definitely seems to be setting up that series. They haven't announced anything yet, but they've laid the laid the footprints to go there. Yeah, so, or at least so a version. I mean, yes. Depending on what I think, Ant Man's daughter, yeah, Hawkeye in the upcoming series. Yep, and you've got um, Wanda's kids Wanda's potentially, kid, probably. I would yeah. assume. Um, it depends what the Spider Man movie is going to do. Are they, they going to bring in a Miles? They could. Well, they could just have Spider Man himself be part of the Young yeah. Avengers. I so mean, he is definitely the youngest one of the adult Avengers. Right. So there's a lot of things heading in that direction. Uh, Civil War was, you know, the inspiration for Captain America Civil War. Winter Soldier. Uh, House of M was definitely some stuff that they leaned into with the WandaVision series. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye is the upcoming Hawkeye TV series that looks identical what they're going to be doing with that. Eternals by Neil Gaiman. They're going to be doing an Eternals movie later on this year. So if you want to get ahead of something that's going to come out relatively soon, check out the Eternals by Neil Gaiman. And... Um... Oh, I just lost Nick Fury's show that's coming out. Um, uh, Secret Invasion. Secret, Secret Invasion. You. you can buy that trade also. Yeah. That's going to be coming out soon. That was actually one of my favorite Marvel like uh, event books. I loved Secret Invasion. Uh, fun fact: Secret Invasion was when I started reading comic books. Really? So, so they had a line in there. Nick Fury said they were talking about gods and stuff, and Nick Fury's just like, "Well, my god carries a hammer." Yeah. And that always <laughs> stuck with me. I thought we thought that was a great line. Uh, and the last thing I have that you should check out that is is or have been or will be a movie is Spider-Verse. The upcoming Spider-Man movie, No Way Home, is expected to be a multiverse Spider-Verse movie. They also did the animated movie a couple years ago mm-hmm. into the Spider-Verse. Uh, yeah, so that's those are all my quick picks. Any last-minute additions? I know Jared did his, I did mine. Laura, you roughly did yours. Yeah, I thought about throwing in Spider-Man Noir <clears throat> if you really enjoyed that character from the Spider-Verse, from that. Animated movie? Yeah. Um, although there was so little of him in the movie, like it would, I don't know how much you would be like, oh yeah, I have to read him because he made such a difference other than. No, but if he liked that character at all, that would be a great way to expand on that. And they have Mm -hmm. the collected omnibus of it. We can just read it all in one sitting too. Yep. All right. So that covers our main topic. We covered about a half hour of that. So good job guys. We thought we were on short. So yeah. Um, we'll move on to our books that we liked this week. Um, I think I liked last week's form or two weeks ago format where mention what came out that was good. And then if one of them is your pick of the week, mention it and everything else that's good is honorable mentions. Uh, who would like to go first with a book that they enjoyed this week? Um, I can go first again. Uh, one I was not expecting on liking. It was, uh, I picked it up because Jeff Johns wrote it and it's called Geiger. It's a number one by Image Comics. He's out of D.C., and it's got Gary Frank doing the art, and I think he worked with Jeff Johns on something here recently. I don't remember what, but I've seen that name somewhere. But uh, it kind of starts out with um, people sitting in a nuclear crater, and 
they uh it looks like it's a flashback from there where people are trying to get to this bunker before nukes go off and everything and uh the dad of the family trying to get to the bunker is shot by another family trying to get to the bunker they're like that that we're staying there you know so steal it. yeah so uh uh the dad <clears throat> orders his son to shut the door don't let that family in because they've got guns obviously so the son shuts the door and the nuke goes off so we go to 20 years later and we're back with the kind of current age, and it's just kind of uh, scavengers. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah, it's post-apocalyptic. It's very small scale right now. I think we're going to get bigger, but uh, they come up to this bunker, and, you know, there's a guy that's just kind of randomly there. And the re- the uh, the scavengers are, and everything are in, like, uh, hazmat suits and um, radiation blocking suits. I don't know what they're called. So yeah, I'm an accountant, really, not yeah. a scientist. <laughs> But uh, hazmat's right. Yeah, hazmat sounds right. So we'll go with that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, they're they've made this character intriguing to where he's got radioactiveness. It's no spoilers. A post-apocalyptic superhero. Yes. That's about as far. Yeah, I don't want to go too far with it, but uh, that's kind of the premise, and it cuts away to a king of a city i'm not really sure what his deal is but he seems like a very joffrey from game of thrones type of character there is a there's a part of society that has survived the nuclear fallout and he wants to make his name famous yes other than the son of whoever right but this comic was i thought it was amazing it's my pick of the week so easily so jeff johns knocked it out of the park all right yeah i thought that one was pretty good too the first line I gave to sur- surmise it was, in case you forgot, people are awful. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, pretty that's pretty much right. <laughs> I mean, slight spoiler alert, they kill a dog. Yeah. Oh, I, I was angry already. about that. Yeah. Like, them jerks. Right? They deserve to get blasted by that nuke. Yeah. Um, one book that stood out to me this week uh, is Project Patron, where if you're familiar with the death of Superman, where Superman fights uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. They both, like, punch each other to death and they die in the crater. This follows that, except there is no return of Superman. He is dead. So what the government decides to do, like, hey, we still need a Superman. Let's do, let's have some life model decoys that are piloted by different government agents. Um, So, like, hey, we need super strength. We'll we'll use this bodyguard guy because whoever pilots it, the LMD gets a, gets the attribute boost of whoever is piloting. So, all right, we need super strength to stop a meteor from crashing to Earth. We'll have the bodybuilder pilot him. Oh, we need to do uh, super speed to outrun something. We'll have an Olympic runner run it or something like that. Um, where we get to see, I believe, like four or five different pilots that are taking over. And they're trying to figure out this one guy, the older general is like the dad of the group. And they're like, hey, the more you're in the suit, the more it's going to kill you. So we need to get ready to replace you. You need to be done. He's like, no, I'm I'm here forever. And they bond behind him. And then bad stuff happens where the program may not be as successful and as safe as we think. So That sounds uh, like a pretty good premise. I, I turned that one down just kind of bypassing it to read the other stuff. I kind of wish I would have picked that up now. Um, it's pretty cool because they're treating the superhero as a full LMD where you can see one of the pilots is carrying the head of oh, the yeah. LMD around. Like, oh, yeah, just, you know, this, just part needs, this part needs to be polished or whatever. So it's pretty cool. 
so that's Project Patron number one. That is an Aftershock comic. Boy, they've been knocking it out of the park too. Aftershock yeah. comics. There's Aftershock been a lot and of Boom good things. lately have been doing really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was another one that surprised me too. Like you said, you, you pass it up from the cover because I was like, eh, blonde, whatever. I, Superman, I had, who cares? I yeah. had no interest in it from the cover. But then once I read it, I was like, okay, now I want to know. I want to know about Commander Cone and what's going to happen next for him. Yeah, and the, that one had like the news in the back of it too to help do some world building. Oh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I did not read it because I don't have time. But Laura did and she seemed invested. Yeah, I forget what I read, but yeah, it was it was worth reading. So if you actually get that one, read the whole book. Don't just stop at the pretty pictures like Alex does. Hey, when you're reading on a deadline, yeah. it is what it is. Um, what else stood out to you guys? Um, I feel like I have to mention that King in Black number five came out, and that wraps up that whole arc. Number five of five. Yeah. Although, ironically, like... There's still at least one other crossover issue. I think two or three or more. Because um, Namor never finished. And I feel like I thought that he was supposed to bring something big to the table. But apparently it wasn't all that big because it never got to the table. Like, I really wonder what they're going to do in that issue now. And I'm going to risk that I might spoil things a little bit. Because it happened in the first five pages. And I think it's cool enough to mention that... Um, Hmm. So well, I think you're also gonna also yeah. read Venom that came out this week before you read King and Black. If you're reading, if yeah. you are reading Venom, please read this issue before this. Yeah. Because spoiler alert, spoiler, spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess that's another thing too. I don't think in any of the issues that came out this month it has the checklist in the back. But if you read a issue, I guess last week I should say, not month. But there, there are checklists to tell you what order to read things in. And the most recent checklist I found does have the correct order for these, at least. And yeah, King in Black is after, it's supposed to be Venom 34, Planet of the Symbiotes 3, and then King in Black 5. Yeah, but the fun thing about this week, guys, Marvel, they decided not to put in any of these books and what the reading order is. Yeah. At least three books in one week, where the order does matter. Nah, yep. we, we won't do that. Yeah, thanks, Marvel. Right? Maybe it's a Namor, and Namor just didn't come out, but I think he was supposed to. I don't know. But Still, though. Like I, I'd all find three, it, but which one? Every is single it? issue should say, hey, this is the checklist for this week, because yeah. spoilers happen. Yeah, Part- sometimes on the first page they'll say, make sure you read this right? first. But This time they didn't, and that makes me mad. Shame on you, Marvel. DC did a good job about the story that was kind of crappy. Their Endless Winter had, like, Justice League Part 3 of 7 or whatever. So you'd... All right on the right. cover. Hmm. Well, this one's, like, 50 chapters, so they yeah. we couldn't do that. Yeah, I think they I could. told you a couple weeks ago how I have <laughs> at least 50 issues upstairs for yeah. this arc. It's kind of ridiculous. But still, at, at the risk of spoiling, it was really cool when Venom actually calls Mjolnir from Thor to himself, and Thor's like, uh, this is my hammer. What the hell? And, and calls the surfboard from Silver Surfer. I was getting there. Mm. To me. To me, yes. Yep. He asks her to me, and then he slams them together and makes his own Slayer Scythe, like Buffy, and I was like, this is pretty cool. And then he gets to chop and He takes care of the king in black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm still curious, like, um, another crossover... It was like the dark, the black knight or something. There, there's another guy who reminds me of Wade Wilson. Uh-oh, no one else is reading there's this. There's Moon Knight. No, it's not Moon Knight. 
but he was supposed to be finding the ebony blade, and I thought that was what they were going to use to destroy the King in Black. Like, there are all these pieces of the crossovers that apparently didn't matter. So There are, <laughs> there are many ways to solve a problem. They may not have used them all, but there were yeah. many options that could have potentially solved the problem. Yeah, maybe that was it. It was kind of like that Simpsons episode where they left other breadcrumbs so you'd never know who shot Mr. Burns. It was Maggie. Well, yeah, until the very end. <laughs> Dang it, you spoiled that one. <laughs> it's been out for 20 years. It is what it is. But yeah, so King in Black 5, I think, is sort of my pick of the week. At least it had a lot going on, and I, I'm i glad that it's finishing up, and it's it's good. And done. And done. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of glad it's over, but <laughs> I wanted to see where it went. I wrote it out. Jared, what else stood out to you this week? Okay, uh, next one that stood out to me was actually Star Wars The High Republic number 4. Um, I was underwhelmed with the first three issues, but the story's picking up to where I actually want to go back. I, I really think this story arc is going to read so much better in a trade because it's like it started and I'm like, okay, where did I leave off last? You know, it's and as the story started to pick up and move forward, I actually like this. And the ending I thought was really good. I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the next issue. Um, it's basically they're still fighting that, like tentacled place that's got them all wrapped up and is basically going to be feeding them and it can kind of mind control jedis and things so they're battling that and it gives a little bit of possible history or like almost like a vision i don't know if it's like in the past or if it's um something to come yet so they're kind of leading up to a couple different things possibly but uh i you know, the first time reading it, I thought it was pretty good. Actually, piqued my interest back into the uh, to the High Republic because the first three issues, I was kind of ready to drop the book, and but now I want to reread the whole thing to see how it flows together as a more collected edition. You know, because I think a, it's going to read a lot better. I that really is a positive and a negative of any more books are written to be a self-contained graphic novel. Yeah. Which is good of like, oh, you can just read it all in one sitting. But the problem is, if you're here every week buying issue by issue, then it's like, why am I, Why should I read them? I should just wait till I have them all, read them all at once. At that point, I'll just wait to collect them and trade. When you start a number one like this, if you're building to something, but you can't tell you're building to something issue by issue. Leave good cliffhangers between yeah. issues. Yeah. But this, it was really underwhelming, the first three issues, and this one picked up. Now, it might fall back off. I don't know. But it makes me want to uh, pick up the next issue or two and see how where we're going and go from there with it. I was, I was happy with it. All right. Uh, another one that stood out for me this week also is Silver Coin Number 1, written by Chib Zdarsky, uh, who's been doing more and more lately. He gets He can do some really weird stuff, and this is not... Not excluded from that. This is a weird one where it follows this rock band that, like, oh, they're performing a somewhat steady gig, but not, like, actually getting famous. They want to get famous and be successful, but it's they're never quite getting there. But the guitarist finds a coin that's left behind by his mom that moved out, that, set, that left his dad, and, like, they abandoned, she abandoned them. He found this coin, and, like, well, they need a guitar pick, so we'll screw it. I'll just use this coin. It works good enough. Then all of a sudden, when he plays the guitar with that coin, he's the amazing rock star. Like the whole band works to like like cast a spell over everyone in the same room and everything. Where they start using that more and more, and it's weird because it's like 
he plays so hard, he starts bleeding on his finger, and it almost looks like it's powered by blood because he gets getting stronger and stronger and more better, better. And it turns out that this coin, it's not exactly what he bargained for, where bad stuff will happen at the end of the issue that uh, everything has a price, I should say. Uh, if you want to be really good, um, you got to be careful what the cost is. This basically reminds me of Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone that has a magical coin that is the genie and the and that you can wish. Hey, you can wish for whatever you want, but careful what you wish for because the consequences will happen. There was a Stephen King novel that they made a movie out of. I'm, I can't think of the name of it, but it's kind of like that. Um, be careful what you're buying. Um, it's like the devil owns the yeah. shop of it. I can't think of the name of it, but uh, it kind of reminds me of that as well. But this, is this if you're a fan of the Twilight Zone, definitely check this one out because... It has Twilight Zone feels all over it of like, oh, you're really good. Yeah, but, what you know, the other shoe's going to drop too. So that is Silver Coin number one by Chip Zdarsky. Anything else stand out to anybody? Laura? Maybe? If not, I can go to my pick of the week. I can do two for I can go back to my pick of the week. Yeah, let's do yours and see what it was. My actual pick of the week is Seven Secrets, Volume 1. This is kind of a cop-out because it is a book, a single issue, but it is a collected volume, and I feel like we've talked about like pretty every issue as it's come out, where there's this secret society with our supposedly seven secrets that will change the world if they ever come, if they ever get loose in the public, and it follows Casper, or Caspar, I don't know the pronunciation, where he's born into the secret society. His two parents are secret agents that had him and he was trained by like, all the different agencies. And this is a phenomenal book, especially for $60.99 by Boom. Usually volume ones are $9.99, but there's so much in this and it is so good. Definitely check it out. It's written by Tom Taylor. Faithful listeners will know that we always praise Tom Taylor for his stuff. This is no exception. And issue seven came out of that as well. And that, yeah, that one which was also a really good one, too. I haven't read it yet. I, did, I ran out of time. so That happens. I'll read yeah. that one tomorrow, probably. At first, when you said that was your pick, I thought you meant issue seven. I didn't realize the trade was out, too. So that's yep. good. So, yeah, the, you could potentially buy volume one and then just go jump right into single issues since issue seven takes place right after volume one came out this week. At least I'm pretty sure. Yes, contains one through six. I guess that kind of makes me realize that I could mention, although I'm not sure if it's too late to order more of them, but Spider-Girl Volume 3 also came out. It's a reprint from a while ago, but still, Spider-Girl, you all need this. They're the complete collections, aren't they? They, everyone says that, but it's also Volume 3. So right, well, I'm it, saying yes. It's going to depend but if they this, actually keep going. This whole run <laughs> is the, quote, complete. It start, if you start Volume 1, you start the beginning of Spider-Girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so far they are consecutive. I hope they continue going and go throughout her entire run, but I've been disappointed before by Clone Saga stuff. So, All right, and looks like you have one other book you want to mention that came out last week, actually, since we were away from the station. Sure. Um, I want to bring up that Silk Number 1 came out last week. I'm not sure how many people followed her. I admit at first she wasn't my favorite, but she's grown on me a lot. Cindy Moon, um, she's also... In her book, she's focusing on her job as a reporter for Threats and Menaces, and she's kind of being taken under the wing of J. Jonah Jameson. I don't know if it's because ever since he found out oops, sorry, that um, 
Peter Parker is Spider-Man that now he's like, oh, I should be nicer to people because who knows who they really are or what they're really doing. But it seems like he's really taken a shine to Cindy and so much so that like Nora Winters and other people in Threats and Menaces are like, that brown knows her. Like no one wants to be her friend. And she, so, I forget, did I already say they call her analog? Cause she, I was about to say, so a little backstory with her. Uh, she was bitten by the same spider that gave Spider-Man his powers but the difference is she had to hide in a bunker for like 20 years mm-hmm. because people were trying to kill her and get to her family and everything. So yeah, she's basically 20 years behind everybody. And that's part of the reason why Jonah likes her, likes her because she's out, she's Old as school. out of touch with modern technology as Jonah is. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. I guess I forgot to, I'm, I've gotten used to Silk being out. So I forgot that other people might not know who Silk is. Especially <laughs> being the number one. They do a lot of references though so i think that you'd figure it out it the is first a good, page yes it is a good jumping on point still if yeah definitely the first marvel is great at the front page bio like this is what happened who the character's about what's going on and within the story they do a good job covering that up as well so yeah self number one yep from last week actually all right any other things that stood out this week or do we go to the section that jared forgot which is oh, our heroes crap. of the week crap <laughs> so um just to buy me a little bit more time, I'll mention Batman number 107 came out uh, by uh, uh, Tinian, James Tinian the fourth or something yes. like that. Yes, if it's IV, that's four. Yeah, something like that. But uh, this had a lot of different moving parts. It had a story that focused on Batman, the story that focused on Harley Quinn, and um, Ghostmaker and everything. But uh, the one point that I wanted to make out was uh, Harley Quinn's story arc was really good. It has a guy who's just running up and down the street stabbing people. And she comes in, whacks him with her bat, you know, stops him and realizes that he's actually a mental patient who's off of his meds and everything. So instead of the police taking him down hard, uh, Harley stands up to the police to protect the guy who's off his meds. Which, of course, then the police say, oh, well, you're just Harley Quinn. You're still a villain. And Yeah. So, but I really like that story arc. It kind of showed that she really is trying to help people. She's, she is trying her hardest to make up for her past. Yeah. So I really liked her story arc. The rest of it was really good also. There's, uh, Batman has some great dialogue with Oracle. So, yeah. And there's a backup story with Ghostmaker. Yeah. Which wasn't bad. It was okay. Yeah. I, I kind of skimmed through it more because I was running out of time, but. The main story was better, but it wasn't bad for a free bonus story that comes in the issue itself. Wasn't yeah. bad. So, yeah, Batman 107. Batman's been really good the past few issues. Yeah. All right. So, our section that everyone forgets except for me, Heroes of the Week. They can be comic book heroes or otherwise. I'll go first to buy Jared even a little bit more time. And I'll say it, it is my mom. It is her birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, Mom. So, you're my Hero of the Week because it's her birthday. Easy enough. Yep, that's a good one. I actually did remember earlier and picked out a hero. Ooh. I decided to go with Venom, though, which is kind of a cop-out because he finished off the King and Black series. And Oh, I also thought it would be funny to mention on Comic Hub, you can actually order a life-size Venom statue for a Jared, how much, how much you want to guess a life-size oh. Venom statue would be? <laughs> oh, boy. And this you is, cut me off just in time. Th- yes, I did. I know. <laughs> Hold on. So this is a Venom size, so not necessarily an average it's person, huge. but a, a Venomized version. It looked to me like they showed oh, a picture of, like, a normal person next to it. It looked like the normal person would also be, like, the width of Venom, too. Like, his shoulders seemed about six feet broad. Uh, $8,000? Higher. Twelve. 
I forget now. I Higher. Think, was it 20? You're close to no. that. Though. No, not that high. So I would say around 15 then. It was $13,000. Wow. Plus shipping. Because they'll have to ship separately because it's a gigantic thing. No shipping Here is a picture that I sent Laura. Okay, that looks really cool, though. It's, it's massive. It's kind of cool, but I didn't think it was $13,000. $13,000. It's not that cool. For, I'm for sorry, guys. how big it is, yeah. like, if it was a little more reasonable size, I'd be like, can we keep it at the shop or, so the people can have photo ops with it? <laughs> even if it was, like, the Hulk, maybe, but... Yeah, uh, the Hulk would be different. I don't know. Even it's then. still not for 13 Like, I would say, right, like, our Deadpool that we have is foam. All right, $1,200, 1500 Fifteen hundred, not fifteen thousand. Right, and I mean, there's like the description of this is like high quality, the best of the best, but like I don't care, not for thirteen thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> Give me a foam one that's uh, cheap and looks. I'll buy good. a car for that price. Exactly. Yeah, that is more than my last car cost yeah. me. <laughs> it's about the price of my current car. Yeah, the, I believe the price of that is screw you money. If you can have, if you can afford <laughs> one of those, then you're like, oh, how much? Nah, screw you, I'll buy it. That's what that is. Yep. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I really thought about it, though. I know, but I think I, <laughs> I kind of shut you down. It's like, mm, no. <laughs> Luckily, I, you're in charge of the orders at the company. I don't job. tell you no very often, but at that point, I, I can't justify that. Maybe uh, in a couple more years. Once maybe, we've got some more nest egg money yeah, saved we'll up. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> all right, Jared. We bought you as much time as we could while distracting okay. you also. I'm going to go with Jeff Johns because I was not expecting to like Geiger as much as I did. He wrote one heck of a story, and every time I read something of his, I always like it. He's one of my favorite writers and probably will continue to do so. All right. So, barring any complications, we should be back next week. Should be back to roughly a weekly schedule. Wait, Laura, who was your hero of the week? Did I miss that? Venom. I Venom. Venom. Okay, that's what I thought. We are, we can't all got off on the tangent. My mom, Venom. Just so thinking of mine. <laughs> so yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for buying comics, and thanks for giving us topics for things we come up with. We'll try to struggle bust to come up with something to talk about next week. We'll see what happens. All right. Thank you. So we will see you all next time. Take care. $13,000. Wow, that's insane. <laughs>